one of the greatest, if not the greatest podcast. It's Brad and Daniel, the Gas Bros. Hey, yo. Good evening, everybody. Good fresh, eh? <laughs> Good evening, everybody. It's Friday night, another episode of the, the Gas Bros podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Daniel. Yo. And uh, extra special guest we have tonight. Now, he hails all the way from South Australia. And he, <laughs> we, we met the Blake when he was, I think, 14, and we nearly ruined his life. <laughs> but he grew but he grew into a fine gentleman. And we have Cameron. How you going? Oh, I'm pretty good, mate. Good evening. Good evening, fellas. Hey, hey. Now, I think it's been I think we we're talking about it, it's been about ten years. Ten years since we've all had a chat like this in the old Call of Duty lobbies, the GTA <laughs> lobbies. The, the and uh, yeah, that's about it. Street Gang the Knives. We go by many a names. El Nuble, Street Gang the Street Knives. Street Gang the Knives. I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, bit of a back, bit of a backstory, I guess. Uh, I was early twenties, so this this makes you blokes very young, and probably I shouldn't have taken you guys under my wing, but we tried to establish <laughs> like a. Uh, an Australian jackass <laughs> where we would film stuff, stupid stuff, not even good stuff. It's so cringe, man. I I went back and watched it and I was like, God, what were we doing? Oh, it was horrendous. It's horrendous <laughs> when you go back and look at it. But it was, it was so much fun at the time. It was great at the time. I grew up like, well, for starters, Cameron, you grew up in a, um, a little country town. So... I mean, like, and you have these like city blokes come over, I guess, and then we're just like, "Hey, let's go film some stuff in the bush." Set <laughs> some shit on fire. <laughs> yeah, set some shit on fire. <laughs> um, yeah, so give us a, a bit of a, a back backstory for you, Cameron. Oh well, what was I? I would have been fourteen or fifteen when we Me and Daniel, we were at high school. I remember yeah. that that was where we first initially met, but I think I was too I was too afraid to like speak to you at school. I was such a weird, reserved, shy kind of person. Kurt Cobain like, looked alike. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I had a, I remember having a Kurt Cobain poster on my wall as I fell asleep and like idolized Kurt Cobain. That's such a horrendous MTV. Oh, like oh my god. So cringe, but that's like that's the best bit about that part of your life, you know, when you're individuating in such a horrendously egotistical, gross kind of way. But man, I, I like I'm so nostalgic for it at the moment when I look back, especially like I've been listening to CKY heaps when I've been training, and like, yeah. man, it's just a it's such a funny time. And I think like we're looking back collectively at our generation, you know, and the age we are. But what's my backstory? That's where we come from, and we hung out for like a couple of years, and then it ended really abruptly, and we kind of all went off on our own like separate journeys, I guess. After that, but that was a real like formative thing for me, you know. And like like you were saying, coming from the country, the whole idea of doing this like jackass style, Viva La Bam inspired thing that was like <laughs> I wanted I wanted to get out of there, man. I felt like I'd fucking grown up on Tatooine or something, you know. I felt like Luke Skywalker 
looking out at the Flinders <laughs> Ranges like I was never going to get out of there. So that was my first like, oh my God, people from outside of this tiny little place, you know, you were, that was such an escape for me. Yeah, and like <laughs> um, being the only bloke with a license really, and like I would take you to the other towns. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about it that way. But yeah, definitely. We couldn't drive around. You were like, a, that's a whole level of freedom that you experience as a teenager. We're like, I don't need my family. I can go my own way. My mate's got a car. Oh, I mean, we were and, 15 uh, hanging out with the 21-year-old dude, taking us partying yeah. every week. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't taking you. I was going to your parties. You guys were the ones that were hanging out with like 17, 18-year-olds. Yeah, I feel like Daniel was the real instigator. You know, I was yeah. the one for the <laughs> Looking <laughs> back, I may have caused a few of the ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> the ruckus. I think there was, I, I don't know, there was many a times where, like, I had to go to parties to bail Daniel out. <laughs> yeah. Man, you had to come to school to bail me out. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the whole school following us out. You're, we turned oh around, there's God. like 50 blokes behind us. That was yeah, crazy. <laughs> Who was it? That was Shane. Was it me and Shane that rocked up? Yeah. Yeah, because no, I stayed, just... I remember that vivid because I stayed home that morning, and then Camus rings me and goes, "Bro, they're here, man." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "All right." And I came out and woke you up. And you're like, "Let's go." <laughs> you just rock up, man. I walk yeah. in and like Camus, let's go. And there was just a mob of people following us out. <laughs> that was crazy. Nah, well, I, what I that just was just like... from. People talking shit. That's what all anything was was that in that town. Someone would say you talk shit, and then that was it. Let's fight. I think, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sort of like stirred up a lot of stuff when I first moved there, didn't I? Like this, like <laughs> yeah, this this tw- this twenty year old coming like from Perth with like a flood of rumours behind him, which none were like substantiated. He killed or a it, man. I killed a man, <laughs> or I had stabbed somebody, or. I had been stabbed and the drugs, like people were after me and stuff like that. And in all realness, I just moved over there to work in the mines. <laughs> and you only did that for a month. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, like, yeah, my, um, my mother's boyfriend got me a job in the mines. And that's the reason why <laughs> yeah, I was there. Man, but, it's um, so funny when you look at those little rural towns, how they just thrive off of that sort of behavior. Like the narratives that are there are like, it's really bizarre. I've met so many people from like towns around that place, um, like a similar population size, similar demographic, you know, and they just all like, everyone has the same kind of experience and they like, they're like magnets, you know, they get to the city and everyone ends up meeting everyone. And it's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, what a what a strange, strange little town Port Augusta was. But they're like, I think the best thing that either all three of us did was get out of there. Yeah. When yeah, we yeah, we we made really radical changes as well. You know, like I feel like we all went like really extreme in different directions. <laughs> especially when, especially when we start like, well, let's go back to El Nuble because it's the reunion no one's been asking for is how I've been playing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and um. How it started, um, we just like I just jumped off the roof one day and broke my foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I filmed it terribly. You missed half you, of it. <laughs> yeah. So I I like jumped off the roof. Like um, my shoe slipped off. 
and then I landed awkwardly in my shoe, and that's what broke my foot. Um, and then, and then I became the cameraman, and we just had a camera laying around, and we're just like, you know what, let's just <laughs> let's go. But in like, uh, then we yeah, Daniel was started got a couple of other mates. Uh, I can't remember their name. Was one of them Liam? Yeah, Liam. I yeah, think yeah. Matt. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Headley, Headley was another member, but you know things are things change when you get older. Priorities change, stuff like that. And I think uh, the bond that uh, you, me, and Daniel had formed, I guess it's it hasn't been broken and probably never will. Because um, I see you like yeah, obviously Daniel's my little brother, but I seen you as also like another little brother. Yeah, definitely, man. I definitely, and you were like an older brother figure for me at the time as well. I remember that too. That was really cool. But we, like, in a little country town, we just, we had nothing and no direction. Mm, and there's a real sense of, like, no hope. Those places are so isolated. Man. You just feel yeah. like you're detached yeah. from the rest of the world. I do, like, I do feel like, yeah, exactly what you said earlier. Like, uh, it, it was uh, uh, trying to escape, I guess. From the small country town, for me it was, it was like, just like Groundhog Day. You're just doing the same shit over and over, rinse and repeat. Go out on the weekend, get drunk. You know, it was just the most mundane lifestyle I can imagine ever living. I don't know how I lived there for so long. Throw stuff at the train as we were walking over the bridge, and <laughs> I think we we made more enemies as El Nuble than we did friends. <laughs> Because <laughs> towards the end, we were getting we were like getting chased out of every party we went to. <laughs> it wasn't good. I guess that's we went... another part of it, though. It's like it's like we could rebel against the narrative by just being these like just Hooligans. not caring, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's exactly right. Basically. No, it's exactly right. We were anti-establishment, but we weren't really trying to be anti-establishment. We were just trying. <laughs> yeah. And it, God, we like we lost some friends, you know. Uh, we gained some friends, but you know, it's all part of the learning curve, I guess. But like, it wasn't all all bad there. Like, you know, we we've we've had a friendship now. What? How old are you now, Cameron? Thirty one, I think. What year is it? Thirty one. So yeah, like thirty one. Fifteen years. Fifteen, sixteen. Pretty years. much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember we went to high school together a couple of years before we ever even spoke, and then we got drunk at actually Headley's. I think it was 18th or 21st birthday. That was the first night we really got drunk together. And we're like, hey, I know you from school. Hey, I know you. <laughs> and then it was like yeah. the first day of the next year. You just rocked up and we just started hanging out all the time. <laughs> and then, um, and then yeah, I just rocked up one day at a party. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's where I, and then that's where I met Cameron. He had the CKY jumper on. And I remember. I, 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 yeah, 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 just straight up. Right, CKY, yeah. <laughs> just straight off the rip, you had the CKY, and I thought, I'm going <laughs> to fuck with him. And I said, it should say, Viva la Band. <laughs> and you were just like, oh, this is, fucking, this is about CKY. <laughs> and then I like, yeah. And then I guess, fuck, I don't even, it's just one of the things. And you, yeah, you never left after that. Yeah. You were always around. Yeah, yeah, I kind of always lived with you guys, didn't I? In that back yeah. room. I remember sleeping on like half a mattress for like a long time, like six months or something. You know? um, it was yeah, we had, we, had a, we, had a, we had a granny flat. We had a granny flat and about four, like four of us lived in it. 
It was you. I called it the pool house, make it sound fancier. <laughs> well, it was a pool house. We had a pool. It essentially was, yeah. But, um, yeah, oh, man, we did all kind of, like, we did all kinds of things. Like, Tuesday nights, remember Tuesday nights was darts night? We had the darts team. <laughs> that was crazy. Um, I, think, oh, yeah, I think half of that, I think the other two members of that dart team are in jail. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Who, who was it? Uh, Deke. Shadow and Deke. Oh, yeah. Oh, was Shadow in the, was Shadow Shadow? In the darts team? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, he definitely, I know, he definitely went to jail. I know. That, that was, I think that was just before we left. Shadow. Shadow I remember that because, like. You have a name I like had... Shadow, you're going to jail, or that's about it. <laughs> the name gives away so much. Who has that nickname? Hilarious. I do, I do I do remember meeting Shadow for the first time because we he was just like me but he was slightly older and like I had, that was when I was just like I had seen that movie The New Guy with that skinny bloke and he like always getting picked on at school How he changed, yeah he change, he changes schools and then he just like dresses differently and then like finds the first guy in the school that looks like the tough guy and scares the shit out of him. Doesn't fight him, just scares the shit out of him. And then he gets his reputation. So that was my thinking of when I went to Port Augusta. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. No, because I do remember, like, um, like I only had been there like a week or so, and somebody had already, like, started rumours about me. And I don't, I don't know if they, but they was those blokes that always hang out at the front of the Macca's car park. Do you remember those guys? Yeah, yeah, I totally remember that crew. And then I don't know who was with me, but I like I got I, I had gotten word that they had like were just spreading these awful rumors about me, and I was just like, I mean, I'm not having none of that. So I went there by like either by myself or with someone else, and I just confronted all of them. And then after that, that's when I got everybody was just like, "Whoa, this Brad bloke's he's a loose cannon." <laughs> I love that at the time, I thought you were like the most hardcore dude, but you've based it all off of the new guy. (laughs) That's the best part. That's that's the secret. (laughs) I went went there thinking, you know what? Who's the bitch now? (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. And I thought, so I got some tattoos. That made me a little bit more scarier. G unit. Got a few, got a few tattoos. That got me, a, yeah. And then I just had this, this ba- like this band of children <laughs> behind me. <laughs> that that I, you know, I think like looking back on it, like right now, I I was just like I had these like young guys that would look up to me, and I was like, well, I can't be a bitch now. <laughs> these guys, <Top> yeah, <laughs> yeah, these these guys, these guys are looking at me. And then that's probably what, you know, you guys looked at me as like this. So then I had to like step it up every time. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I can't let these guys down. These guys think I'm like fucking, I'm, the, I'm their <laughs> god. It's crazy, lady, <laughs> because we were 15. So that was like normal, like attitude, rebel behavior. You're 21. <laughs> You're like, Dude, let's go smash up the school. <laughs> <laughs> the difference, I think, um, and I think about it now because I didn't like so going back to like me around when I was your age right like my dad was like really focused you know on um, taking that next step in football so like 
uh, when I was like 15 or 16, you know, dad converted the, like the spare room into a gym room, man. And like, so I was training in football Mondays, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And when I wasn't in there, like when I wasn't at footy, like, yeah, dad had me like lifting weights at like 15 or 16. Stunted your growth. <laughs> Stunted my growth. <laughs> no, nah, but like, yeah, in all seriousness, like, yeah, like, and so dad, like the main goal, obviously for me was to, you know, try and be drafted into football, like into a, have a, like have football for a career. So like all my friends from high school were like, literally they, they like 15, 16, these kids are going out partying, drinking. And, um, and like my dad, I like dad never let me do anything. Um, and then my best mate at the time was my cousin Gareth and he was two years younger than me. So we just skateboarded. I just like played footy, skateboarded and cricket on Friday night. And then like dad wouldn't let me do anything. He let me have Gareth over, but that was about it. So like everything was football, football, football. So when I'm, when that didn't, um, when obviously that fell through, like I got, I got a, like one call up, but it just never, never, uh, never like come to fruition. But, um, like after that, I did, like I was lost. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like I had no, the I like it was football or nothing. But I had nothing after that, so I had no, no nothing to fall back on. Um, so yeah, like Mum's boyfriend at the time, he got me the job. Um, in the mines, and I moved over, and then like all of a sudden, for the first time in my life, I had this freedom. Like that yeah. childish, that childish freedom that you mm. guys had, and so like when you guys like yeah, I just I felt like one of you guys, and I just I just ran with it. I I just had the luxury of being able to buy us alcohol and drive us around. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I think swear, too, like, like besides like with the, you know we game a little bit and stuff. There wasn't like social media. There wasn't other things. So we literally had to go out and find our own fun a lot more than what people do these days. So we were literally forced to like go and do whatever we felt like doing, which just happened to be fun, dumb stuff. <laughs> but like, um, I don't know if you remember, uh, like I was because I had the I had the job, so I had the nice stuff. I remember, I remember, uh, I got the <laughs> very first Xbox three hundred and sixty that was pretty much <laughs> in the town. Big W, <laughs> yeah, Big W. I went down to Big W and we got the Xbox three hundred and sixty, and then that that like we got the two controllers, and then like yeah, that's how we gamed back then. Just both took turns sitting around gaming, and then yeah, but everything else, like everything, you get bored and escalated. Eh? It just escalated. It got pretty, pretty wild. Yeah, that's probably its own podcast. <laughs> How wild <laughs> shit got? <laughs> yeah, no, no, like a proper El Nuble special would go into a lot. Like we'll um, deep dive <laughs> the car chase. <laughs> <laughs> I've told people stories about that that kind of year. But, you know, there's a particular 12-month period that I've, like, <laughs> thought about a lot over the years and told heaps of people, man. And no one believes a lot of, the, of that stuff. So you, know, you don't want to build it up people. too much. But it's <laughs> like uh, we, we lived, like, a double life, you know, when you think about it. I think we used up, like, a... You know, like I often think that at, at times you have like this risk where you could have died in another universe and it fractures off and goes in another <laughs> yes. direction. Like, man, I probably went through like 15 lives during that short <laughs> little period. <laughs> um, yeah, it like, 
we even like snuck into the the Sterling pub and I don't I think Cameron was there but like Daniel man he's like 15 16 having like we've gone to school and then once he got home from school we like literally walk around the corner and he'd walk straight in the back room to the pokies and he was literally <laughs> playing the pokies and having like jacks and cokes <laughs> at 16 and then, like, we were playing pool and stuff in the front, having a couple of... I was on the Southern Comforts back then. <laughs> but that, like, that's how wild it was. Man, I had my 15th birthday at a pub in Wyala, and I remember it was rough as, like, there was a brawl that was happening, like, you know, it was full on. They were just walking the streets of Wyala all night. Oh, dear. I did, like, I remember, like, many a times, because Wyala had that nightclub, do you remember? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. yeah, yeah, I definitely remember. We tried to get. I think we tried. We tried to go there one night, and then like I was already drunk. And Jesus Christ, I think uh, we, like we were like driving there, and at like eighty k's, and that bloody kangaroo's like bouncing along the side of the car. And... Yeah. <laughs> good times, good times. But anyway, wasn't someone in the boot? What's that? Wasn't someone in the boot for one of those trips? <laughs> Let's not talk about it. <laughs> probably probably Headley to be honest <laughs> but um, yeah let's uh, let's move on because I've got a pretty a funny idea to uh, me and Daniel are going to talk a bit of football right about the St Kilda's new dream team coaching panel uh, we've got to get some sports in here Um and Cameron, I'd like, I know you don't watch football. <laughs> You're not very into the footies. <laughs> but um, the ball once we've finished it, yeah, all ball sports. <laughs> but I want just some, what you like at the end of it, I want you to tell me out of on the, so there's 18 teams on the ladder. All and right. once, you've, once you've heard this dream team panel of coaches that you've probably got no idea about. <laughs> there's 18 teams? Is there honestly 18 teams? Yeah, there's 18 teams. <laughs> I thought a... it was like seven or eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I want you. Once we finish, I want you to tell me out of those eighteen spots where St Kilda will finish next year, okay? And then that's Easy. that's that's exactly where they're going to finish. And you can hit up Cameron. He's he's on all the pipes. And if you don't like it, <laughs> hit him up. <laughs> <laughs> so today, um, do you want to lead off, Daniel? What like what happened today? With St Kilda, so they got Goddard. Goddard's in. So Goddard's coming back as in a development role. So that completes well, completes the uh, dream team panel so far. So that's what yeah. the um, they Thanks, sacked their team. Yeah. So just a quick recap, Cameron. So a hundred days ago, St Kilda. This is a professional football club. Uh, <laughs> they were had a red hot crack to the start of the year. They were like eight wins, three losses. So like fairly good in the top five, top four teams of for the year. They re-signed their coach for two years. And then the second half of the season, I think they won about two games. <laughs> so in a, in a season of about 20 games, okay? So they did. Um, and then did nothing in the trade period, acquired one person in the trade period. And then the week after the trade period, they had a, a external review of the football club, and the coach was uh, horrendously sacked. Like it was, <laughs> it, it, 
it was it was brutal it was brutal i think i had a, a quick little podcast about it we talked about it and then what two weeks later or a week and a half later they re-signed uh, one of the they're probably one of the best coaches they had uh in ross Lyon. he took them to two premierships ah uh, not two premierships two grand finals uh drew one and lost one um yeah left now him in dramatic fashion yeah left him in a dramatic fashion they didn't give him the contract that he wanted. Like he literally flew to Fremantle on the red eye and then got like a four or five year deal with Fremantle. It's been a debacle for St Kilda for a good... <laughs> Ever since then. <laughs> Ever since then. Well, he's, he's back at the helm, right? And he's bringing back, um, when he's brought back so far, some of their best players from that era where he was coaching to form like this dream team panel. So he's got his... Um, Lenny Hayes. Is he one of Brownlow? No, I don't think so. He was close. Did he win a Norm like, Smith maybe or something? Maybe won a Norm Smith, which is uh, best on ground for the grand final. Didn't Maybe, win, I'm not sure, yeah. Maybe. But he's like hard nut. Uh, Brennan Goddard takes no shit, throws some pretzels when he, gets, when he doesn't win. Do you remember that? <laughs> he sucks it up. <laughs> he sucks it. He's, a, he's a very competitive man. Uh, Corey Enright. Uh, premiership defender for Geelong, absolutely uh, cracker of a backman, and Robert Harvey, who is a Brownlow medalist, but ne- like three hundred games, just an absolute yeah. beast of a beast of a midfielder. So they've like gone out and got all these guys, all the old legends of the football club, to come back and try and steer this ship, because they've yeah, because they've been underachieving now for a good four or five years i reckon yeah definitely un- yeah definitely they had a list that wasn't too bad a few years ago and they just haven't performed to the standard yeah exactly right so having said all that cameron are they going up the ladder next year <laughs> or are they going uh, down i think they'll come in at about seventh by the sounds of it that's finals. Ooh, that is big call. They'll make the finals. You've heard it here first. Cameron? Oh, they'll make the finals. St. Kilda. The Kilda boys. <laughs> the Kilda boys. <laughs> that's, exa- that's exactly what I wanted. The Kilda boys. The Wait, Saints. What's, what's, their, what's their theme song, Cameron? <laughs> Come on, you good old St. Kilda's. <laughs> Kick that Sharon one more time. That's better. That's better than the original. <laughs> what a, I don't understand how, like, statistically, it seems like a disproportionate amount of, like, footy players are tone deaf now. When you hear them sing, it's horrendous. You know, I don't <laughs> yeah. think I've ever heard a group that's, like, hitting a structured song, you know? After the game, warm up the vocals, get yeah, everything yeah. right, check, check the acoustics, and then sing. <laughs> So everyone's got to have like one crap player on the team, but he's just an <laughs> awesome singer. They wheel into the front at the end of the match. That's a good idea. They just he just comes in. He's got one of those um, Cameron. You play music, so you tell me what it would be, and you put it in your mouth, and you can pick the tune. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like he's like mm, oh yeah yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He he comes in. He's just like. <laughs> All right, boys. <laughs> and then, then the actual St. Kilda song is, oh, when the Saints, 
Oh, when the saints come marching in. Oh, how I want to be there with St. Kilda. Oh, when the oh saints my God, is that really marching. the song? What's that? Is that really the song? Yeah, that's yeah. his song, yeah. Oh, God. But see how close you, see how close you were? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. They're, they're all the same kind of like, you know, like bombastic kind of style, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's like um, that's like the Giants. So there's like the uh, Greater Worcester Sydney Giants, Cameron. All right, this is even better. I'm, I'm liking where this is going. So they are <laughs> orange and black, right? They are the Greater <laughs> Worcester Sydney Giants. So okay. it's a giant. It's a man. It's a giant man. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think their theme song is? Well, their their um their footy song, their winning song. What do I think it is? Is there, is it something? It has to be something to do with giants. Is that it's like a popular yeah. culture song that they've stolen? Like the no, 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 <laughs> no. Daniel, give him, give him a heads up on of like the sort of beat that it is. Can you think of bump, it? Bump, 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 bump. <laughs> Sing it to me. What is it? Go, <laughs> Jay. Uh, what is it? Where uh, where are the giants of the what? Oh, hear the sound of the um. Oh man, now I you you put me under the pump. I can't remember it. <laughs> but it's like the but it's something to do with giants, like the sound of the giants hum, like bounding over the ground or something like that. Bounding <laughs> over the ground. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> It's about it's you're you're doing something with football, um, whatever your thing is, and you're marching. <laughs> or what colour you are. Hence Carlton are the Navy Blues. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Their song is We Are the Navy Blues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the... It's a real simple format, isn't it? Uh, now, <laughs> now I know it's like we are the sound of the West. <laughs> <laughs> the mighty Sydney Giants or something like that. <laughs> Absolutely trash. All right. Um, and on other news, for, yeah, for speaking of Carlton, Daniel, they, they have signed, I reckon it's a pretty good acquisition, acquisition, acquisition of, <laughs> um, of a, another hard nut into the coaching panel. Yeah. Old uh, Brett Ebert joining the fold. To join Michael Voss, uh, Ashley Hansen. Ashley Hansen's a good one. Another. So you got two Eagles players. Yeah, and uh, they're building a good, good team. It's hard players. They just need to play harder. If they play like right. their coaches, they'll be good. They coach uh, Michael Voss, Cameron. He's a very like a hard man. He's like a like a bit of a real heavy man, hitter, man. real <laughs> man's man, heavy hitter on the field. Where did they finish last year, Daniel? Oh, so get this, Cameron. One point away from finals. <laughs> get this. They started the year with a bang, like eight and two. They were like lost two games and then like one like Top of the eight, ladder. <laughs> top of the ladder. And get and they missed. They literally made it all the way to the last game. They had to beat Collingwood and they were playing the they were gonna make the finals for the first time since two thousand and thirteen. They lost by one point and in a dramatic fashion, like <laughs> bumbled out of the finals. <laughs> By one. <laughs> what is it? The only team to be in the top eight for the whole year and yeah. not make the finals. <laughs> <laughs> so 
having said that, they've got this two hard nuts now. Uh, they picked up a uh, a very good runner in Blake Akers. Yeah, uh, he, pl- he plays a he plays a wing position, so he runs up and down the field, back and forth all day. Um, so are they going? Are they the Goggins? Are they, he was he was like he's like a David Goggins of Carlton. Uh, they going back up, or are they going to <laughs> dramatic fashion miss the finals? <laughs> That's on you, Cameron. They're going to miss the finals, sadly. They're, they're <laughs> no. just, they're just they'll just drop it by a little bit at the end. It's going to be dramatic. <laughs> Wow, I'd love it. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Not for Daniel, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I'll, I'll hold you to it. All right. So sorry, Carlton fans, but uh, Cameron's backing in St Kilda. So my brother and my dad will be happy. That'll be good. That'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so now uh, we're going to try a. New little segment. We'll see how it goes. I've got an intro here. Uh, have you got one sorted, Daniel? Do you want to go first? Or would you like me to go first? So you, you, no, you go. I'll, I'll, wish to, I'll do one. I'll do one next week. You do one this week. All right. And then Cameron, if you, you can think of one. All right. So I'll start. Y'all know what time it is. Beef of the week. <laughs> That's Kanye West. <laughs> I, uh, What's that? Know him, <laughs> I know him personally. And he did that for me. <laughs> not not too many people are brave enough to say that these days, you know. But I can't control what he says. <laughs> but the premise of beef of the week is just something petty that's annoyed you for the week. You know, you just bring it on here, you get it off your chest, and you just let people know that they just messed up. And like mine, mine's petty as, but it's uh, it was quite frustrating. Uh, <laughs> I I was catching, I caught a bus to work. And I get the I get to this certain bus stop at a certain time, and uh, they have a guy there that checks uh, that checks to see if the buses are running on time. And the, my bus was dramatically late; it was like fifteen minutes late. And the guys and the guy he works for Transperth, and he's like, he goes, mm, "This guy's running a bit late. He always seems to be late when he does this route." And I was like, "Yeah, well, that's not how buses should work, mate." And <laughs> He goes, oh, do you think everybody here will be late for work? Um, and then I was like, yeah, because the bus was meant to leave 15 minutes ago. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, I guess, yeah. He goes, oh, well, shit happens. Sort of like that um, that sort of attitude towards other people's jobs. And I was like, <laughs> it's, it, it killed me for the rest of the day. <laughs> 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 Honestly, I was like standing there and I was like, the nerve, the audacity. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's my beef of the week. You got one, Cameron? Anything pissed you off this week? Not a person, not a thing. I don't think uh, I'm in the process in my life where I'm trying not to have beefs, but I did have a minor beef with a bird of some sort. I've been uh, I've been feeding the crows at work because I'm trying to befriend them. I have a goal of a crow landing on my arm before I leave this job at some point. And I've 
I've got strategic places every day where I'm feeding these crows, and they come down, and they like uh, they greet me, you know, I give them the food, and we've got this thing. Um, but there's like a a little family of like a little willy wagtail magpies, a little aggressive tiny bird. Yeah. And um, man, they've they've got beef with my crows. So because I'm so tight with the crows, I've got beef with them, and it's uh, they're they're ruining my whole setup because they're coming in and trying to get the goods. You know? <laughs> The nerve, the audacity. <laughs> Those birds are savages. They chase the crows around at my work too. They don't give a fuck. Oh, they don't give a fuck, man. They don't give a fuck. They're the Nate Diaz of the birds. <laughs> they come inside and shit over stuff, man. They're like all they over are. the place, man. They are, they are like the Nick Diaz army of birds. Like Especially if there's like two or three of them. They'll just be like, just peppering, like peppering away at bigger birds. Just while the whole time, whilst like giving the birds the fingers, Willy <laughs> Wag, like Willy Wagtails. Oh man! Speaking of Nick Diaz, but uh, do, do you think? Yeah, like, do you reckon he'll box uh, Jake Paul next or what? Oh no! I hope not. that would be horrendous. For who? For for, for everyone, the viewers, or for for Nate? <laughs> for everyone, I'm I'm not a huge fan of these like celebrity match things that are going on at the moment. You know, I I I think everyone's naive, man. I think they're all fixes. I think this is like what submission wrestling was in Japan in the '80s. You know, people have just found a way to make entertaining fixes. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm big on the like it's Jake like it is fixed because. Like I think, like you know, money talks for starters, especially in boxing. Boxing has been fixed for like years, even before like big names. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just that's yeah. Like, well, even the nature of how people come up, you know, like how can you have forty wins if if things are really evenly matched? You know, I think in MMA you see people with more even records, unless they're absolute phenoms, you know, that bring something completely innovative to the sport. But boxing, I feel like. They're not going to set if they're trying to build people up to that status. You know, they're not going to just. Uh, it's not going to be even matches all the time. You're trying to make a story, like a, like you look at Titan. That's a whole. It's like a, what's the word? It's like a saga. You know, you're not going to have. Yeah, no, no, it is. You, you like it is a saga. Like you build up and you fight, like these no names, and then you have that big, that, that like that, and then you get towards the end, and it is. It's like a boss fight, isn't it? Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, for you go on, you see these dudes like boxing records, you know, especially the amateurs, and like, yeah, you have a look at who like that KSI fought. He had he fought like those two guys in the one night. That bloke that he fought in the second fight, that skinny bloke, he was a, like a uh, like a professional boxer, and he didn't even look like. I was like, how has he even got like a a positive record? Like he every he didn't even look like he wanted to be. He'd never been punished in his life. So I was like, who the hell is they lining these guys up to fight? I think with like MMA, like you can do it like sort of like that in the in the uh the lower um the lower grades, so to speak, of like pro, um, promotions. You know, you're getting these yeah, you know, like no namers and stuff like that. But if you when you start getting into the big boy leagues, is like you do get you get found out. Where a lot of like boxes, boxing, you can um, you can hide behind a padded record. Mm, definitely, 
Yeah, definitely. Especially you see like MMA, like professional records, and like a nine and one record is is decent, is good. And then like you get a boxer who yeah, is like twenty and oh, and you know he's had one good fight, or not even that. Sometimes they just pad the record so much. MMA, yeah, you definitely get found out a lot quicker. But you just got to remember, like, yeah, like, even though, like, um, he he won, he got pieced up pretty good for like what seemed to me to me like Jake Paul and Anderson Silva. It seemed like a sparring session. Like Anderson Silva wasn't in there to hurt him. Yeah, definitely. It seemed like a promotion, man. It seemed like sports entertainment. And it's like, and then, and then you've got the whole other aspect of what they're trying to do of like the bet, you know, like if he wins, he's got to help me do this foundation thing, which is cool. Like, I think that's a really good idea. But I think the the fight is what they use to generate because we're living in this like attention economy, you know, like they want, they really want people to care about these, these fights. They're really in people's faces. Yeah, well, that's because they need the pay-per-view buy, pay-per-view buys, and every time he fights somebody that's not an actual boxer, the pay-per-views go down. Even though he he mm. claims to be selling millions, I don't think. Uh, he no, nah, he so. came out and said that that one did poorly. I think it only did like two hundred thousand buys, which you know probably just paid for the rent for the place they hired. You know, mm. like they, you know, yeah, they're not. They didn't. I don't think they made any money off that fight. He came out and said that the other day. But I don't know, like, going back to if Nate Diaz fights, whether it happens or not, I'd still watch it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. Um, but I'll definitely watch I, it. I, I'd love to see any of them fight. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But they, I don't know. Like, I think it would be a bad fight. I don't know. I don't see it being a good fight either way. But, yeah, you'd watch it just for entertainment value. That's like, But that's one thing. Uh, Nick Diaz, I don't think, can be bought. So you don't if, think he can be bought? It's it's hard, man. Like it's Nick Diaz or Nathan Diaz, uh, Nate Diaz. Do you think? Do you honestly think? I, I don't think there's any amount of money in the world for like a Diaz brother to go in there and lose, especially against a YouTuber. I don't know. How are they struggling after? Because it's not like they're doing much in MMA. And how much money would they have from their? Their fame, it's like it's getting older now. That generation's kind of dying off, you know. The real change yeah. in the guard. It is. Maybe it is. you could buy him. He might Maybe. need to make his rent now. He has the he has like his own like thing now because his uh, mate boxed on the first fight, or well, one of his um, students fought on the like the uh, first fight of the card. Uh, so he's got like that Nick Diaz army and stuff like that, but who knows? We see um, what's his name, Daniel, as well, like Paula Costa. He was t- he's yeah. talking about going to going to boxing <laughs> now too. <laughs> but like, uh, it's, like, just, like, it's weird that to be fair, like yeah, it's it's just a payday. It really is like that's all they're looking for. It's not any I don't know. There's no real value like. I don't know. It doesn't like add to their legacy. Doesn't take. Well, it might take away if they lost, you know, disastrously or something. But yeah, it's just purely money grab. And UFC, they're like, oh, we're making, you know, how much they're making, fifty k bonuses and stuff. And then they go and do one, you know, eight round boxing match and walk away with a couple million. And, you know, you weigh up the options. But you got to have the following too. Like, I mean, Costa, like. We'd watch it and stuff, but it's he's not like a household name, you know. I don't. I know plenty of people that don't have a clue who Paulo Costa, Paulo Costa is, you know. Wouldn't yeah. wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup. So you know, you got to be 
be big too. Like, that's where like people like Nate Diaz have the following, even if it is a. It's definitely like a more older generation, but young people still know him just based off of what he's done, and you know McGregor and all them sort of things. He's 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 fairly famous. He's transcended like UFC in a way. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. That's what you need to do if you wanted to be like, especially if you want to get that money in the UFC. You have to transcend the UFC, and he did that yeah. when he when he obviously choked out Conor McGregor. That was the best thing that could ever happen to Nate Diaz. Yeah. It's like UFC fans, everyone knew who he was, but no one knew who he was like the Joe Schmoes. And then he has that fight and he's on, you know, ESPN and he's on all the sports shows. He's everywhere, you know, worldwide. I wish I had that. I wish I had that as a Steve. I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) I I love him and I hate him, man, because, yeah, Yeah. for ages there. That's the one thing I hate is like, I'm not a professional fighter or anything, but what's your name's been doing it now for a couple of years um uh henry cejudo he like retired and then he just sits there on twitter claiming that he's still like the triple shit uh triple c like calling triple out shit every- sounds about right <laughs> yeah <laughs> calling out like calling out everyone left right and center but only will come back like for a title fight and stuff like that that's so, like, my biggest uh gripe with diaz is he, he always says people talk shit people talk shit but he literally just talk shit all the time <laughs> like he fights yeah. once or twice a year and sits on twitter and instagram talking shit you're like you're just calling out the same thing you're doing <laughs> it's, it's pretty much what we do but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't get paid for it <laughs> yeah well not yet <laughs> um but yeah connor's the same but see the thing the thing that kills uh connor mcgregor is you know uh he's too big he's too big to have um you know, just to smash on a six-week, like, a fight camp and get him into a fight. You yeah. need to have, you need to have, like, a half-year build-up just for him to have one fight. You know, it's good. It Like, it's just as detrimental, uh, detrimental to him as well. You know, like, the in- inactivity has just sent yeah. him so far behind. You have a look yeah. at, like, Dustin, Dustin Poirier, who, like, obviously uh, cleaned him up twice in the last two fights. He's fighting. He was fighting three or four, like three times, three times a year, four times max. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you, you need to be in there and active. And like yeah. Henry, like Henry Cejudo thinks he's just going to come back and just steamroll like Volkanovski. Yeah. Or, or like someone like that. Like, I don't know, man. Like that's why I like Volkanovski. It's tough. Like if it was, if I don't know, it's tough because if there was ever like a. Person, like, because he is literally an athlete. Like, he wrestled his whole. He grew up wrestling. He's an Olympian. He's, you know, if he's training, you'd think if anyone could come in in ripping form and ready, it would be someone who's been a professional athlete their whole life. Versus someone like how you're saying McGregor has to have more time. He's known for like maybe not having the best cardio, not being a. He's more of a knockout artist than an endurance athlete. You know, so you, yeah, like you say, you want him, someone like him. But if anyone was, Cejudo's the type of person I reckon could come in in, in pretty good condition. You know, he's like like a Mighty Mouse. You know, you just know they're going to show up. But Mighty Mouse still fights. That's the difference. So yeah, it's questionable. But yeah, he is a literally been an athlete for you know however old he is now, thirty odd years of his life. So, mm. do you uh, do you catch much of it? Any more, Cameron, or do you have you sort of like moved away from MMA? 
Um, I still watch the bits and pieces, you know, when there's like a really good card. Um, but I think I've gone more to the no gear grappling stuff over the last couple of years, just because it feels more accessible. You know? And I think it's more entertaining in some ways. Like I, yep. I love MMA, and I've been a huge MMA fan, like my whole life, basically. You know, like whole young adult to now life. But I think the last few years I've kind of lost interest. Probably like since COVID, you know, I started to lose interest in MMA. So do you think? Uh, what do you think, Gordon Ryan's the goat, or what do you reckon? I love Gordon Ryan, man. Like he's obviously yeah. a very questionable, shady person. Yeah. And like, <laughs> yeah. The the funny thing is the jujitsu community is so small that with six degrees of separation, like you get these stories firsthand, you know, even from people that are locals here that, that have met the guy. But as a as a grappler, it's hard to I think he's so well rounded, it's gonna take someone really special to beat him or he's just yeah. gonna have to get older. Because the ADCC, like it's completely undeniable. He's yeah. It's just ridiculous. Destroyed everyone in every single aspect of the game, man. I loved it, dude. I was stoked. I thought it was such a good, just like yeah. I think that's probably my favorite ADCC so far. Yeah, except like well, really old. He had that uh, eleven second submission as well. He gets the leg lock submission within eleven seconds, man. He was like, he just went on a tear in that as well. He, like, he, yeah, it's pretty undeniable at the moment. I reckon I agree. Like, it has to be someone special. It's probably like, yeah, like you just said, getting old. I reckon it's that next generation person that's probably going to have to take him out. Because he's so yeah. calm, he's so cool and collected. He never, I've in probably since like yeah, even in the last fifty fights for sure, I've never seen him like stressed or or feel like he's under the pump or look like he's like about to lose or anything. He seems just so calm in there. It's it's, it's unreal to watch. Because you can't put him anywhere, you know. Like yeah. if you, yeah. he's happy to get taken down. Doesn't matter. His open guard's good enough that you're not going to do anything. You're not going to get past, and he's going to leg yeah. lock you. He at pulls some guard. Point. He pulls guard all the time. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, man. yeah. But he's he's really good on top. He's a really good fundamental player on top and can pass. You know. So what do you do against him? What do you do? It's going to be <laughs> like there's there's some young guys coming out of B team at the moment, and I think they will be like they'll they'll really change how the whole game works and it will be revolutionary it's going to make his stuff look like the old like brazilian closed guard gi like adaptation to nogi in the early 2000s yeah so it like yeah transition uh cameron uh, is no slouch either daniel when it comes to uh gra- grappling he has uh, grappled with some of the best here in australia and has met some of the uh the uh, older older generation in the, who have you met, Cameron? I'll, I'll let you explain it. Oh, well, first I should uh, disclaimer, I'm the world's shittest purple belt. Um, <laughs> but I, I started at a really fun time, you know, like when I I had this, when you guys left, like the end of El Nuble, there was a void in my life for maybe, what would I have been? I think I was 16 when you guys left, right? So... I like I put on a stack of weight. I, I got to like 136 kilos, man. Damn. And then one one day I I saw tough season one, and it changed my life forever. And um, so I I immediately decided like, I'm going to move to the city. I'm going to do jujitsu and MMA. I'm going to get involved with that. And I got down here in 2009, so like early early on in the scene. And uh, my big dream was like, if I could one day meet one of the Gracies, if I could meet Hoist Gracie. And then um, I I walked into the gym that I was training at in Adelaide, and there's a picture of Hoist on the wall with the coach. I'm like, oh my god, 
you know you know this guy and then you realize how small the whole like jiu-jitsu world was at the time you know so i was i was part of a really fun era because those those people were like right there you know like you met i yeah i met heaps of the gracies over the years i trained like uh met hoyler and rodrigo and hoist never got to meet henzo because he kind of stuck to his own american kind of thing but yeah it was a it was a really fun era and i've I've met some cool like drop-in people like at the time because there was only like one or two gyms in adelaide if a big name came through and they wanted to train somewhere there was a 50 percent chance that they were going to end up at the gym we were all training at you know so like Maynard from Tool turned up one day. We had like Todd Fox, who's a Hicks and Gracie black belt, turn up one day. There were just like people on the scene everywhere. And um, and my my first ever <laughs> jiu-jitsu lesson, I walked in and I was watching these two guys. They were like one was a two-stripe white belt and one was a three-stripe white belt. And I, I remember stopping this dude and saying like, "Oh man, that was they were doing like a a, a mount escape to half guard. It's the most like simple thing." And at the time, it was blew my mind. And um, I said, like, dude, that was amazing what you're doing. And it was Craig Jones as a white belt. You know, like, oh, no <laughs> way. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, so it was, like, it, was, it was such a good time, man. And some of the people who are coming up now that are, like, locals will be huge names, you know, like all going over to the B team. So it's, I've been, like, really blessed for the people who I got to train with and be a part of. And I was never, like, a competitor, you know. Like, I competed and I did tournaments and, I won a few and lost a lot, and but I was so stoked with like the caliber of guys I got to train with in like the best years. Aside from now, I feel like the scene is probably the best it's ever been now. Oh, it's incredible! It's exploded like in the last few years, especially. It's massive yeah, I now. I wish I never gave it up, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember when you were training at like uh, what was it Legion Thirteen or Gracie Baja or something. It was like that. Uh, yeah, Gracie. It was Gracie Baja. And then they had a um, the dude that ran it. Uh, I can't remember his name, but it was like it was great. Like I was doing obviously MMA some most nights, but like yeah, BJJ I, I absolutely love because it's just like I, we, I've talked about it maybe last episode, but um, it was like I strive for uh, competition, and like BJJ I reckon it's like. It's the like the ultimate competition. Uh, I like yeah. I can't chase like I I've chased like competition my whole life, and yeah, nothing compares to you know like just just it's just you and one other person. Do you know what I mean? Or you we you know exactly what I mean. Um, <laughs> uh, and it just you know it comes down to who's who like who's better, and like in and my mind. In my mind, when I trained and when I competed, like I never like competed in like proper tournaments. In house, I competed a lot of like in house tournaments, um, and like like I just had the natural ability to do it. And I I would like I was only a, like an, only a white belt, and like I was uh, rolling with brown belts with purple belts from the get go because I was maybe like a one or two years behind like the the big uh influx of like mma and all that sort of stuff uh and it uh yeah i, I learned i i'm a quick learner and like i just learned uh very like yeah learned a lot of stuff and then yeah i just whew, just the, the 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 sheer competition of knowing like you know if i do not get out of this i'm going to sleep <laughs> and like yeah i don't know like i yeah i'm just i'm always chasing that high of just 
proving myself against someone else. Even though it's like, I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing. I'm a sore loser, that's for sure. I hate losing. <laughs> um. I think it's a human thing, man. You know, like it's a, it's a, like wrestling in general, grappling in general. It's a real archaic kind of sport. You, you, you can look at tombs from Egypt in 2500 BC where there's like a, like our paintings on the wall of wrestling techniques that we still use now, you know, so you're tapping into this huge, huge history of like the hundreds and hundreds of millions of people that have done it before you, you know, like I think it's a connection to a much more like sapien monkey kind of part of who we are. I think that's the coolest thing about it. Yeah. Um, And it like, you don't have to be the strongest. You don't have to be like the strongest bloke like to cat like you can you can you you need some strength but like you can like a lot of smart people are really good at bjj as well oh that that yeah, submission because you it's all about you know uh yeah just like setups uh like tricking them into thinking oh you know he's going is he what's chess. he gonna do it's like chess you know yeah it is it is it's <laughs> like chess. 10 moves ahead yeah yeah you're always going to think like 10 moves ahead and like yeah, it was like the ultimate competition. I loved it. I I, I still love it. Like I love a good uh, person that does uh, like a good jujitsu practitioner. I never got I've to. Ne- I've um, never, I never, never did it ever. But I could watch it like every weekend if it was on all the time. I'd watch it all the time. Like it is on all the time. But you know, like if you know, if I had the time to watch it more, I'd be watching it more. It's it's great to watch. Yeah, I hope we see more cards coming up on like yeah. a. You know, like flow grappling and fight pass and all that sort of stuff. I hope it does get more, and I think it will, because some of the gyms are packed. Like, yeah, huge teams, huge amount of people doing it. Where in like, yeah. you know, like when late I, I, 2010, there's just no one that no one was interested in. It. No one knew what it was. I remember watching um, ADCC a few years ago, even just a few years ago, and there was like it wasn't that big. The crowd wasn't that big compared to this year, and there was just tons of people and the streams everywhere you could find it posted everywhere there was so many people watching it (laughs) when i um when i yeah when i first started and i I think like i do remember talking to you about it first cameron i'm like you know you and you even sent me uh you sent me over an old gi do you remember no did i you don't remember because you sent it over and brad was at work so i put it on so when he got home i was wearing it with no shirt (laughs) no big fat guy hanging out (laughs) he looked he looked like joey diaz (laughs) (laughs) but yeah you sent um you sent me my first gi no way that's cool as man yeah yeah so you sent me off and like lo and behold man i got myself so i used that it was more of a because you were doing judo at the time or you had just finished judo and it was more of a judo geese. So it was a little bit, little bit longer. Than Long the as, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it didn't bother me because I, 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 like, I had me white belt, man. I was like proud as punch, <laughs> like, whacking me white belt. And lo and behold, like I met a, a bloke through work who also loved it, but he never took that like that thing. And I got him down to the class, and like I had obviously I bought uh, my own my own gi, and then I passed your gi on to him. Yeah, I wonder who's got it now. Yeah, so and and then guess what? Guess what, man? He uh, this year he won a couple of gold medals at the at, uh, whatever tournament uh, they had about a month or two ago here. Yeah, cool, man. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's funny. I can't remember. Be, yeah, I can't like that. I had that sitting in my cupboard for ages, man. Your the gi, I had it hanging up. 
And I was like, yeah, Cameron sent me that key. Oh, man, that's crazy. And it's another connection to Port Augusta, man, because that gear, like I, I was doing judo in Port Augusta before I, that was, I I had to find whatever I could find at the time that was close to MMA. So I was at the boxing club and the judo club there. Yeah, so like, um, but that's the thing, like when I started, I, like I could only find like maybe one. Uh, when I, uh, there was one up near you, remember, Daniel? I think you went and had a look one time. That was yeah. about as close as you got. Yeah, I think yeah. they, they opened a gym up near you. But there was like one, it was, yeah, it was Gracie Baja in Cannington. And that was like the only uh, MMA slash, well, yeah, BJJ class that I could find. Man, there wasn't so, much. The Ad- Adelaide had like three three main gyms and like two of those kind of had a bit of an alliance and there was one kind of gym that was off on its own. And it was so like, uh, it was, they were basically just like three gangs, you know, like it was so funny <laughs> the way people reacted. And now there's like there's probably twenty gyms across Adelaide. Yeah, so many in Perth, man. Every yeah, every second suburb has got an MMA gym or a boxing yeah. or yeah. You can th- you can throw a you can throw a net out. Like yeah. where I lived, where uh, where I lived, man. Uh, this dude, he was a carpenter, but he was also a boxer, and he like uh, on the street where I lived when I was married, and um, he built like a boxing gym at the back of his house, and he would train at the back there. And uh, yeah, you could, like every like he had people. Um, he would make them do laps of the street, and then they'd go and box, do laps of the street, go and box and shit. <laughs> eh? um, yeah. uh, my uh, my mate Gaz, his wife at the time, because yeah, he would do also do female boxing, and she went there as a um, like to do fitness. So she, like we met, and I ended up meeting him. It was a good, pretty good bloke, but it, like because he was like uh, he, he was classed as a gym, he actually got like fighters in to do speaks and that's how I met uh Rashad Evans. You met Rashad the... Evans? Yeah. <laughs> he was he was in a house in a gym that a carpenter built at the back of his house. Um, what? Yeah. This was he, still he had... like top of his game Rashad, wasn't it? I think. He had he had just fought John Jones. Yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, like I just like literally walked around the corner to this bloke's house and out the back was about five blokes, and one of them was Rashad Evans. Wow, the people you meet, eh? And I got to sit there, yeah, and I picked his brain for uh, yeah a good hour or so. Got a picture. I was wearing my uh, my Kublup football jumper. I had like a hoodie with the Kublup, and I like standing there with my fist out, like <laughs> with Rashad <laughs> Evans. And I was just like, oh, "We got to get, we got to get you to play some football." And then um, <laughs> after after that, uh, yeah, so I like I, I just talked to him about him. Like what was his process going into that uh, the um, the John Jones fight and uh, what was it like uh, coaching alongside of um, obviously Rampage Jackson in that wild season of <laughs> tough. tough. When you, he punches that, the door and rips the fucking door <laughs> off the hinges. And it's just like uh, it's just like treat me like a bitch, then Rashad. Go on, treat me like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Rampage is like one of the original heels of that era, you know. Fuck, yeah. I miss that so much. He's but an it alpha. Was wi- You're a beta. It was, I'm an alpha. <laughs> it was wild, man. I was just like, I can't believe that, yeah, Rashad Evans, a former UFC champion, is in a house in Yanjibup. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, Cameron, that is a shithole of a sub. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was funny because when I put the photo up, everyone was just like, "Where the hell did you meet this bloke?" And I was like, "Just he was on my street." 
that's so strange. Six degrees of separation again. Yeah, uh, it's just like, and then, but he had everyone, man. He had, um, like, I was spewing that I met him late because, like, it wasn't. I'm talking. He was a good carpenter, so it was like a it was a proper gym at the back. He had weights, everything. He had a bo- like he had a boxing ring and everything. It was just like you walked into the back of his house and you were in a gym, like a boxing gym. And uh, he had met he had Tito Ortiz at his house. What? <laughs> yeah. He just had like a um, he was a good boxer. He had a bit of a uh, bit of a following. I'm, and they I'm just, came to train with him. They just came to hang out. Hang out. Check out his carpentry skills, apparently. (laughs) But yeah, I just butterfly joints. (laughs) I was just like, I was like looking at the wall, and I was like, "Man, how have you got Tito Ortiz? You're a boxer." (laughs) (laughs) And then yeah, like I just remember like sitting on a couch. I've got like videos still. I've uh, I've like I need to find it. I've got an MMA glove signed by Rashad Evans and a picture of and signed and shit. Yeah, no way. So like obviously. Like, uh, yeah, when I, like I had a couple of old MMA gloves from when I was training and stuff like that, and then I was like, oh, I'm not using these anymore. So I, I was just like, I just went, I just re- literally ran down the street, grabbed them, went back, and got him to sign it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he's a good bloke, man. He hit me up on um, Instagram on his flight home. Really? That's cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he was like, um, just fangirling so hard. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, it was uh, nice to meet you and stuff. And I was like, yeah, nice to meet you, man. Like, thanks for the, thanks for the time and shit like that. It's funny. I've met, I've had like, like little weird stories like that. Um, uh, do you remember that the long haired bloke, he was on, uh, he's friends with like Joe Rogan and stuff. I can't remember his name. Justin, Justin Wren. Yeah, that's his name, Justin Wren. Yeah, he's the heavyweight. Yeah, he, the heavyweight, and he did. Um, yeah, so but when he was um, on tough, for some strange reason, he added me on Facebook. <laughs> uh, like legit, he added me on Facebook, and then I was just like, "What the hell?" And he messaged me. He's like, "Hey man, how? Are you? Like, what's going on?" I must have had like some training picks up or whatever at the time. <laughs> yeah, and then like, yeah, I just struck up a conversation with this bloke. He's way too big to talk to me now. Yeah, he digs wells in Africa and shit. He digs wells in Africa. He's doing he's doing good things. And there's yeah. another one. Um, oh, and another one. Uh, Junie Browning. Do you remember Junie Browning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the grenade on his hand. Boom. Yeah. Friends. I'm friends with him. I was friends with him. Right. How did that friendship start? Facebook. <laughs> no, legit. He hit me up on Facebook. And then... Um, we got talking, um, and he yeah he added me on the PlayStation, and I like Jeez, I was Browning added you on PlayStation. <laughs> How wild is this? How wild of a story is this? I, yeah, and I would play uh, like Call of Duty and stuff with Junie Browning. That was before, yeah, and then obviously he disappeared, um, and everyone thought he was dead. And I would see like. Uh, News store, news sites going, yeah, Junie Browning dead and stuff. But all he had, he had like a major staff infection while he was training in the Philippines, and uh, he got almost like he did almost die. He got, uh, he got beaten to like within an inch of his life because like in the like he was training like Thai boxing over there, and obviously yeah, he just okay. went, he like you know Junie Browning. Like for anybody that doesn't <laughs> know Junie Browning, look him up. <laughs> he tried to take on Ryan Bader in the Tough House. <laughs> 
but he was a he was a hot he was a hot head and he would drink a lot and uh from what he said to me yeah he got um yeah like they were like fucking bottled him and everything eh? they just got him in a bar one night and just like yeah beat him with an inch of his life so he disappeared for like a good couple of years i legit had messages from him the bloke on facebook and that was the same i don't know why i don't know how this happened but it's happened a third time <laughs> And Daniel knows about this because I send him screenshots because he still pops up on my PlayStation and I still get uh, invites to game with him. And that is Matt Mitrione. <laughs> what? <laughs> How? How? I don't know. <laughs> I will see. Give me two seconds, right? Um I no mean, like I've met some strange MMA people over the time. I've met some really bizarre <laughs> characters, but not played Xbox or PlayStation with any of them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I did see him on there. I'll just go to my friends list. I got like seventy offline. Oh, it's in it's in um it's in alphabetical order. Maybe he's uh, maybe he's got not. Nah, because I seen him the other day. Mitrione's, here he is. He hasn't been on for two months. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if you can see it, Cameron, but there he is. <laughs> Mitrione's. Oh my God, it is. It's hilarious. <laughs> Hang on, I can go into messages. Please load. No, something went wrong. Try again. But I wonder if I have, oh, if I can remember Junie Browning's... Um, if if I can remember Junie Browning's messages or his thing, I will get the um, I will get the screenshots, and I will put them up for people to have a look. But no word yeah, of a lie, can... I have played Fortnite with Matt Mitrione. <laughs> I've, I've Does he Call talk? Of... Does he say like, "Hey, what's up, man? <laughs> what's he?" No, I, like I just got to like I don't know. I don't know how it happened, but I think I'm like again. This is like they get I get on with them early before they take off. Yeah. Right? yeah. So like I think Matt Mitrione. It was I think they were just trying to grow. I think when they were in the tough house, so they were in that um, that phase where they 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 themselves had no direction. They probably didn't weren't allowed to disclose what happened in the tough house sort of thing until it had aired. So they just wanted to talk to somebody or something. And like again, yeah, Matt Mitrione hit me up. I do, I do remember getting like a when I added him on, like I accepted his request on the PlayStation Network, and then I just got a message like, "Hey man, you want to play some Fortnite?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, why not?" Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making this up. <laughs> For anybody that didn't see it, I, I am not making this up. I have, yeah, that, that's my three. That, that's <laughs> that's just the randomest thing. I'll probably like. Uh, you'll never hear again. It's just so random, so weird. That's really weird. Do you think you could yeah. get them as podcast guests? Because that would be a way to bump your profile. Maybe. Matt Mitrione's on lots of podcasts. We can get him. <laughs> but, but maybe I'll send him a message on the PlayStation Network. Hey, Matt. Uh, I know you're, you're on a bit of a decline at the moment, but you want to jump on, have a chat? <laughs> we can talk some. Uh, we can talk some gaming. <laughs> we don't have to we don't have to talk about the the uh the losses but oh he he knocked out fedor didn't he yep yeah first double, punch i think it was like hell quick a double knockout it was a double knockdown yeah. but fedor fedor didn't get up yeah did and then he yeah, jumped on Fortnite after. Yeah. 
He just that's jumped, a he good just enough claim. Like, doesn't matter if you beat Fedor. Like, that's a pretty good claim as it is. He, <laughs> Even he if it is him. an old Fedor. <laughs> <laughs> he knocked out Fedor Emelianenko and then jumped on Fortnite and played with Brad from Perth. <laughs> <laughs> all, all in a day's work, he reckons. <laughs> I carried him to many a victories. That Mitrione, I'm better than you at Fortnite. That's that's the lie of that whole story. <laughs> the rest of it's true. Okay, yeah, no, you got me. <laughs> that, yeah, everything it was like uh, two lies, um, two truths and a lie, and the last one was a lie. He's he's not bad at Fortnite. You have a game but, still, Cameron? You ever still play games at all? Uh, a little bit. When the Halo remake thing just came out, I played that for a bit. I just think at the time, you know, yeah. like between work and family and training, I just, yeah, I can't. I wouldn't make it happen, it seems like. I fall asleep, man. I try, and then 10 minutes <laughs> later, I'm, I'm Yeah, out. I know. I remember the it's old hard. Halo days? We used to play together all the time, man. Was, yeah, that was the best. The kill shark, right, you can take your kills all the time. <laughs> you <Yeah. lose> <laughs> Like I got fifteen fucking assists. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I, like I remember that. so many Halo LAN parties, man. Halo LAN yeah. parties were the peak of my existence during that period. Yeah, so good. nothing will ever compare to like a, just a Halo LAN LAN party. I like um, <laughs> a bloke from work invited us around to. He's like, yeah, you guys play Halo? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he invited. He's like, bring your Xbox. We got plenty of TVs. Went there, they had about fucking 12 TVs in the garage and every, like, 12... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not fucking shitting you. And 12 Xboxes, man. And, like, me and Gareth just, like, hooked up and we just sat in this bloke's garage for the day and they just had this Halo tournament of all tournaments. It is. It was amazing. And it's, like, I think I had a meme up the other day on Insta and it was, like, it's just the... It was like man in his uh, man in thirties still chasing that that high from a Halo land party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, no, I think like yeah, if you ever do get the time, we gotta get, we gotta get back on. Get the uh, yeah, definitely. I got into Apex like, for a while, but that was like it's oh. so inaccessible. You know, there's just people are so sweaty now that it, yeah. like I just can't get to the next level. Like I would have to put so much volume into playing games to be. Even like for it to be remotely fun, otherwise it's just me getting wrecked over and over and over and over. <laughs> that was that was us the other night, man. Yeah. So we've been playing. Me and Daniel been playing Fortnite, uh, Apex. We we got a bit out of hand on me and Daniel, as you can tell. As you like know, two years, we played Apex every week for two years, man. <laughs> yeah. And like even when I was like going through my uh, like sickness and stuff like that, I was like me and Daniel, like. I would jump on. Daniel was being a, like a stay-at-home dad at that point in time too. So like literally I'd, I'd go to the gym. Like my mate would want to train at like 7 o'clock in the morning. So I'd be up at like 6 o'clock, train, uh, like take my like medication and stuff, um, and then just like, literally sit on all day with Daniel playing eight think. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what happened the other day. He was saying, like, he was so sweaty because, like, yeah, we played it nonstop and then we played Fortnite for, the, like, what, four weeks probably. The last four weeks just been, and then we tried to hop on Apex the other night, and the first three games we died the second we landed. <laughs> like there wasn't yeah, even a right. chance. Just got smashed, and we're like, "No, nah, that's it." Like you have to invest. Like you said, you just have to invest time. It's literally skill. Like it really is skill based. You just got to keep playing it to be any good at it. Otherwise, you're just getting on to die. 
but I have been there. It's like strength training, you know, you've got to put so much volume in to get really strong. Like, I think people underestimate just how much you have to put in. And the equivalent for games is time. You just yeah. games, repetitions of games over and over and over again. When yeah. we were really good at Halo, we played like eight hours a day, man. Remember exactly. how much we used to play? Yeah, all the time, man. I did like 20-hour days all the time. <laughs> just Weird playing though. games, oh. man. No I had two days of online playtime. <laughs> that was the same. Uh, I think one of the best Call of Duties that we and like we were on it nonstop too was World at War. Yeah, the dogs yeah, release the dogs. <laughs> that one. All I do remember is just like racing home from work, like no responsibilities, have a, have a quick shower, uh, and then jump on like with YouTube blokes, and then we just like yeah for the rest of the night just World at War <laughs> dog, which is fucking. Just like, what are you fucking doing? Like, fuck, what are you doing, Cameron? We got to play fucking 10 kills. Come on, man. Because <laughs> yeah, I remember I moved over to Perth halfway through year 10 or 11 is when I left Port Augusta. And I was meant to be going to Truett College doing like English maths and that just to get the equivalency for the year. Instead of doing that, because my old man worked away at the mines, I just played games for six months straight. <laughs> I did nothing but play games for six months. <laughs> and then at the end of the year, you got my report. It says he didn't show up. I'm like, oh, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I went a couple of times. <laughs> That's a, a funny thing about like when you look back at that. And now that you're getting older, you sort of like pick up that you... Well, to me, um, uh, it'd be hard for me to say about you, you, Cameron, or Daniel, but like I tend to catch myself being my dad now that <laughs> like that I'm that I'm a father and stuff like that, and like I probably would look at that report card and be like, "Man, you didn't fucking go." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the thing of having like done all the tricks. I now know all the tricks. <laughs> so, <laughs> <it's all right. laughs> but yeah, it'd be good to get the old um, to to uh, reignite old street gang the knives on on modern <laughs> warfare to get the street gang. I'm thinking knives. about hey, everyone at work's been telling me to get it. Everyone says it's really good. I'll get yeah, it. We it... should get it then. We should plan something soon. <laughs> we'll get it. Yeah, yeah, if you if you get it, I'll get it. All yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Lock it in. Platform. We'll lock it in. We'll get it. We'll yeah. it. We'll I'll, go, the I'll literally go get it tomorrow. <laughs> the clan tag. Yeah, the, clan, the clan tag <laughs> that we used to have. Remember when the clan tag was just like literally S, uh, SGTN, Street Gang the Night. Yeah, that's <laughs> Street Gang the Night. <laughs> Do you remember, Cameron, um, when we used to play Grand Theft Auto and we literally just. Um, like we would, all we do would we'd carry a knife around and we'd walk over like yeah 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> walk around, dude. That and was then... the peak of my life. I was I was on Centrelink doing jujitsu <laughs> twice a day, six days a week, and then just mopping the mats and playing GTA. All I had to do was just turn up, train, play GTA, stringing the knife. Yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we had like people, people would come up to us in the open world and be like, "Are you guys friendly?" And we're like, "Yeah yeah 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 yeah." <laughs> so like all we would say. <laughs> people yeah, yeah, wanted yeah, yeah, to yeah, join. Yeah. yeah, we're like, "Yeah yeah 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 yeah." Just knife, 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 and then they would like we'd get them all friendly, and they were like, "Yeah yeah 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 yeah," and then we just stab them. <laughs> And we're like, straight gang the knife, bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then walk off like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. I want to bring back street gang the knife. 
<laughs> but um, I think I think we'll wrap it up there. It's been a it's been a pleasure to have you on, Cameron. It's been a, a long time between drinks, as they say. More than happy to get you on. Uh, we'll tee up something to play with uh, Modern Warfare too. Um, yeah, it's been great. I uh, hope you're doing well. I hope everything uh, continues to be well. Um, uh, yeah, that's about it. And I will do my due diligence and I will plug all the pipes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gaspro's, uh, Gaspro's podcast, we're on uh, Instagram. Go to Instagram. I like force people to go to Instagram because there's on there is the one link to rule them all. Uh, we've got merch. We've got the Patreon. The Patreon is a big one for a price of a, what is it, Daniel? A price of a what? A drink. A month. <laughs> you get I'm not plug. saying that every time. <laughs> you got to do it. You got to get those plugs. You got to, like we said last week with Jason, you got to let the cookie crumble. Oh, that's right. So Cameron, you need, you need a sign off too, Cameron. <laughs> oh my so God. Okay. Jason so, went with the cookie grumbling. So he, right, the so bar's he, pretty low. The bar is pretty low. <laughs> so let me just, uh, let me finish off. So yeah, on Instagram, uh, all the links are there for like whatever, YouTube, uh, TikTok, all that stuff. Uh, I'm actually trying to build at the moment uh, like a little networking situation for uh, uh, like podcasts, podcasters, right? So if you do manage to listen to this and you do have Aussie and you're an Aussie content creator, I've made like a little networking thing, right? That I'm trying to push at the moment. And it's um, it's it's under the guise of the Gaspro Studios. Um, so you, you jump on there on Facebook, Gaspro Studios, or just jump on the Gaspro's podcast, send me a message and I'll send you like the group uh, invitation. And all it is, I just want like everybody that creates content in Australia to have like a platform and you do, you don't like, and just plug each other and then you can network and let, like, I want to help people grow. I want to help myself grow. I want us to grow. And like, I think, um, you know, like we, I was talking to you about it before Cameron and like why dream small, you know? Mm, yeah, definitely. Um, so just like, that. Cameron, hey. that dome is glorious. I'm almost tempted to shave my head. <laughs> do it, do it. Sh- shaving my head is one of the best things I've ever done because, like, you think about the cleanest that hair could possibly be is if it just doesn't exist at all. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. Shaving is just... <laughs> all, he, all he needs now is like small glasses, and then we just yeah. every time every time Cameron jumps on the podcast we'll just have that music go like <laughs> and he can be the Andrew Tate <laughs> and all he has to all he has to pop up is like pop up and he's like what colour is your Bugatti top C the top C yeah, we'll call him the top C <laughs> but it is it is a glorious I wish I could uh, bald gracefully but my head is such an odd shape that your head is symmetrical my head is not it is like got a lump here you can see look at that your head looks like a cue ball that's been kicked around the pub a few times that's fair that's fair (laughs) so um uh yeah uh so yeah that's uh, that's up there it's just like a little networking thing i just want to um i don't know just like 
What's that? What is that saying? Uh, I was trying to think about it, and it's just like aim for the what? Aim for the. It's like aim for the moon, and if you hit the stars or something like that, something along the lines. Cameron, you're a smart man. You tell me what it is. I think <laughs> the saying is something along the lines of like uh, aim for the moon, and if you miss, at least you hit the stars. Like, yeah. There you go. That's yeah, that's pretty good. And that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what's like? What have you got planned? Uh, you got like. You still are you are you still training? You still lifting lifting heavy? Yeah, I'm still training, training all the time. Like uh, it's it's such a big part of my life now that I just uh, I try to never ever stop. And I just notice like uh, I'm just not myself if I'm not training. Like it's it's just part it's it's part of me now. You know, I never stop. So I'm uh, I've got some goals. You know, I'm I'm really into like strength training and stuff like that. I got into powerlifting for a while, so I still have those kind of goals. I want to deadlift 220 on my 32nd birthday, so next March, which I'm aiming towards. And I just got a bike. I've been riding a bike heaps, and I really want to get into trail riding. So those are the things I'm kind of pursuing. But I'm I'm just in that like. 30s part of your life where you're just grinding away and working and having a family it's such a like building up kind of period so i'm really just like keeping my head down and just trying to stay focused you know have some kind of routine yeah the grind. yeah i need to i like i fell off with my training completely bit of a back injury and then like uh spinal did, spinal just like yeah just yeah, I broke I broke my back. Um, what's what? What do you mean, spinal? <laughs> uh, but ever since, like I sort of like fell off. Then, like I did a, a couple of discs are protruding, and it fucking hurts. I'm getting old, and then like I just lost. I just like stopped training for a little bit, and then I just like lost all momentum. Mm. And then, like, I, I know what to do, and I know how to get back into it. It's just trying to take. I just need to. I just need to get that over that hurdle, like most people would have that hurdle of first going to the gym. Yeah, definitely. And like, it comes in seasons, you know, the seasons of life. Like, I, I went through a period when Logan was born, where I really fell off the wagon for the first time in, you know, like forever since I started training, and I just like stopped grappling and. And it was really hard, man. You know, it was really, really hard to get back on it because I had like a year and a half off. And yeah. um, I, th- I think that's why I'm at this point where it's just like, I need to keep this going because it's so hard to get started and to stop. It's really humbling. Yeah, 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 it is. Um, but like, yeah, I was, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was spewing because I was hitting like personal best. Like every every time I went to the gym, it was like personal best after personal best. I loved it. I think I, I was uh, deadlifting like maybe 200, like rack pulls, I was doing like 240, like I even de- um, I was doing like leg presses of like 400 kilos, just stupid shit. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, just... I, remember, I think I programmed a block for you, man. I remember oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You programmed a um, uh, like a deadlift and squat uh, routine for me and that like that increased my strength dramatically. I... Yeah, I remember you were training really, really hard during that period. Yeah, and like, yeah, I like, I just love the fact, like, I, I could just go to the, like, my favorite thing was just going to the gym, like, smashing, like, um, like, 150 to 160 on the, on the, on the rack and just squatting it, like, no, like, and not giving a fuck about anything. Best time. <laughs> Best time. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I'd love to get back to grappling a bit more as well. I've been trying, like, uh, the last couple of months, I've gotten on the mats a little bit. 
but it's, I feel like it's just so hard. Like you're saying before about you take the time off and how hard it is to get back into it with grappling, man. It's just like it's it almost feels impenetrable at this point. It's like I've been yeah. I've been off training consistently on the mats for maybe like two and a bit years now. So like, man, it's really hard. So hard on my neck. So hard on my shoulders. Like it takes days to recover from it. And, yeah, um, getting old, man. I'm, getting old. <laughs> yeah, I still want to chip away at it, you know, like because there's so many old dogs that just they stick around. There's guys on the scene that are like fifty, yeah, fifty to sixty years old. I remember there was a guy that was training in Bali every day at the like MMA main jujitsu place. It was like sixty four. You know, I'd oh, love yeah. to. I'd love to be like that. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, have, uh, have you thought a better sign off? A sign off. I've got no idea of a sign off. A sign off. A, a, a saying or a quote or just a quote. Yeah, leave us with a quote. Quote. Um, a quote. This is one that I've been thinking about a lot recently. It's a, it's a Heraclitus quote, and he says, your fate is your character. And it's just uh, something very simple that I think sums me up at the moment. You know, that's a big thing that I'm going through. Um, I don't have a lot going on, but I'm very dedicated to my character. I think that yeah, says true. a lot about like El Nuble and where it all began and where it's all ending up, you know, character building. That's a good one. I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Um, thank you, Cameron. Uh, thank you for the memories. Uh, thank you for being a good friend. Uh, yeah, thank you for coming on. And we hope you uh, continue to listen. I hope you continue to jump on and uh yeah we'll we'll chat soon yeah do it again soon go more in depth yeah i'd love to man it's been awesome talking to you guys i miss you guys so much so i'm I'm stoked to be back in connection yeah (laughs) great great. like like the thing with me i was telling like um i was telling my mate lane and that uh with when it comes to like this sort of thing i um i don't want to do it alone like i never want to do anything i don't want any like sort of great success or anything like that i just want to it's mainly just me hanging with some mates and I just like, and if I do, if somehow it get like I put the dedication, we get to like a certain point where, you know, we don't have to work and this is our full-time job. I want to bring other people along with me and you're one of them. <laughs> well, I'd love to be there, man. So, and on that note, uh, we'll call it a night and uh, thank you for coming on. Thanks, and, mate. Uh, Great talking to you, Cameron. You too. Peace out, dudes. And uh, yeah, as per usual, thank you, Daniel. Uh, I wish you would do more work. This is half your job. I do enough real life work. This is half your job. I gave, I, I built this up. I gave you fifty to seven. This is how you treat me, Daniel. This is how you treat your. <laughs> All right, see you guys. See ya. See ya. Man.